This is the story of my descent into Northern California's dark underbelly and how a little boy grew to maneuver, manipulate, and eventually escape from far beyond those borders. My name is Jason Farias, and this is my Madness Method. Hello, everyone. This is Jason Farias. Let's get back to my madness method. So I'm going to take a little break from the story and touch base on some things that are very important to me. And they're going to set perspective for what's to come. Because I've been locked in thought, figuratively, physically, sometimes fear. But what I want to touch base on today is the power of perspective. You know, I didn't grow up in a bad way. I wasn't forced to live on the streets and the whole thing. I guess if you could imagine, if if anybody listening right now, if if you work a job that you hate, but you're really good at it, right? You keep getting promoted. Nobody saw themselves, I, I don't know, being a garbage man or, I, you know, I'm not, I'm not trying to come down on, on any industry. I'm saying maybe you find that you're in a place that you didn't envision yourself, but you're really good at it. And unfortunately for me, mine was dope dealing and some pretty crazy stuff. It was something I was really good at and didn't want to be there, but it's, it's where I found myself. But aside from that, Getting back to perception. As, as a young child, all of this is through the eyes of a child. Yeah, I, we're all through the eyes of a child. Each one of us are still those little kids deep down. We still want to be cared for. We still want to be taken care of. Even the toughest guy out there, he's, he still needs a hug every now and then. But as a, as a small boy, I had the unfortunate perception that, that eventually I was able to describe as a throwaway person. That's how I envisioned myself. And it was, you know, why was I not good enough for my dad to be around? You know, which I come to find out the guy was probably a big pile of shit to begin with anyway. So that was probably to my benefit. But as a child, you don't know that stuff, nor do you even consider it if you did know. Why did my mom leave me with grandma? Okay, well, my mom was doing the best she could. Right. But again, the perspective, why did grandma send me back? Did she not want me? And, and let me just back my, my grandmother is a saint, but again, the perspective, why didn't she want me? And then when mom sent me back to grandma and I get to spend time with cousins and they have both parents in the house and maybe they'll love me. Maybe I can go live with them and the bouncing and the back and forths. Why doesn't anybody want little Jason? Right. Uh, yeah, boo-hoo, poor me. But that's just the perspective of a little boy. And a little boy or little girls, little anybody's, shouldn't feel like throwaway people. But as I got older and girls got in the picture, relationships, hormones, all that craziness, this was a new outlet. Oh, well, if I don't have a family, you know, 
I, I don't have my uncle any longer to latch on to. You know, that was even a tough one. You know how my uncle and I were very close when I was growing up. And from a child's perspective, why did he leave? Well, it was time for him to go live his life. And this is me looking back. You know, that was exactly how it was supposed to happen. But as somebody that was trying to latch on to anybody that wanted me, that was tough. So now I'm dating. I started having sex way too young. It was instant gratification and the feel of one. I think it was 13. And that's not good for anybody. Anybody that started young knows. And anybody that didn't, good for you. But your mind is not prepared for something of that nature. It, It forces you to make decisions that your body just isn't ready to make. But I required to grow up earlier because I started behaving like an adult far too early. I found that I was never in a relationship at this point now that I either wasn't abandoned or cheated on. Still to this, I've never been in a relationship that I have not been left either abandoned or cheated on. And for perspective, you know, this molds the way people view the world and address the world. And it's not in a positive way. I was a lover, right? I just wanted to be loved, so I was a lover. You know, I, I had a, a paper route my my freshman year of high school, and I was dating a girl I had been after for quite some time. And it was Valentine's Day, so I got my paper route done early, and I ran to the store before school, and I got a rose and a card. And coming back, I jumped a wall, and I looked down, and it was kind of in the corner of an apartment complex, And there was a couch down there. I guess it was somewhere they gather up where the garbage is supposed to be. But in this instance, there was just a couch down there. And I thought, hey, a soft landing. So I jumped down, landed on it, snapped my ankle, had to crawl home. I tell you, this lady drives by. Are you okay? Now, I'm a 13-year-old, 14-year-old kid crying, crawling on the street. And I I sarcastically told her, yeah, I'm fine. And she drove off. Thanks. So I get home. I'm crying. Wake up my mom. Mom, I I busted my ankle. She doesn't even open her eyes. She goes, you're going to school. Now, mind you, I was notorious for coming up with reasons not to go to school. But uh, anyway, so she gets up. There's like a softball-sized swell on the side of my ankle. It was bad. Go to the doctor, get the cast, do the whole thing. When I get back to school, uh, there was this kid that I just always had problems with. His name was Chris. I damn near want to put his last name out there just because fuck him. But anyway, uh, this dude wanted to fight me all of a sudden. And I'm like, what the hell? Like, I know we don't like each other, but it ain't like that. Well, I come to find out that this girl that I thought I was in love with because I didn't show up to school that day. She went to a party that night and lost her virginity to the dude that I can't stand. So what I come to find out is... The reason he wanted to fight me is just insult to injury, right? I guess she had spent the whole night talking on me and, you know, she was my girlfriend and I didn't like this dude. So, of course, I mouthed off a bit to her about him and she shared it all with this dude. And uh, he felt like, why not add insult to injury? Hey, not only did I fuck your girl, but now I'm going to try to kick your ass. So this started the, the spiral, to say the least. After that one, I went I went through a self-imposed dry spell because that one tore me down. I think it had to have been another two or three years before I started talking to any other girls. It, it was bad. 
but you know, now we jump ahead to where I'm in this this dope game, right? I, I was in a long term relationship at this point, and she and I were like habitually breaking up and getting back together. And during one of these breakups, I started seeing this girl that was outside of what anybody else knew, outside of the friend group, out outside of people we knew. So it was like something new, something different. And she had some friends over one day and they were like, hey, can you give us a ride out to my uncle's? And I'm like, yeah, of course. I'm a nice guy. I'll take you guys where you need to go. And we drive way out to like what is essentially like an abandoned marina out in the Delta area of the Central Valley. We're way out there, way out there. And we get there and it's abandoned. There's nobody there. And we're walking around and and the guy's like, oh, I guess they're not here. And I'm like, yeah, this is really weird. So we get back in the car and we go back and this girl looks really surprised. I don't know, a week or so later, I wind up finding out from those guys because they pulled me aside when they were over one more time. She had actually set it up to where these guys were supposed to take me out there, shoot me in the head, take the car, take my drugs because she found out that, I, you know, who I was and what I did. I don't necessarily recall the guy's names. It's been quite some time. I'll be honest. I'm not even 100% sure I caught their names at the time. But what they did share with me when they told me what the plan was is that the reason they didn't do it is because of how nice a guy I was and and what a good time they had on the trip. And, and you know, I mean, it had to have been a 45-minute ride at least. And ultimately, that's what they wound up sharing is is, you know, they didn't think I deserved what this girl was setting me up for. So needless to say, I, I walked away from that one. But again, like this is what my dating profile looks like. I dated a girl for a while one time and, and, and I was trying to get sober and I was at my uncle's and I was trying to sleep it off. I was really going to give it a shot this time. And there was a party next door. My uncle had gone out but my all my cousins and my uncle's girlfriend were next door at the party. Um, the guys were over there, I don't know, mid 20s, something kind of kind of a bachelor pad style. But I was trying to sleep off the dope. And, you know, she came back to check on me. I was like, well, let me come with you. She said, no, like she really wanted me to get sober, sleep it off. I I'll be back. I said, all right. And the next day I got up, body's hurting. OK, I'm withdrawing pretty, pretty bad. And she takes me for a walk and. And the neighbor dude is in his garage, like cleaning up and he like waves and she waved back. I was like, what the fuck? That's weird. I'm like, Whatever. Nice guy. Right. And we go in the house. She went home later that day and uh, I stayed at my uncle's like two weeks later. You know, my uncle and his girlfriend had split up. Didn't really get the details. None of my business. But she decided to share with me that my girlfriend at the time with my family, my cousins and all of them in the house, fuck the neighbor dude. So they all knew about it. Didn't stop it, which full disclosure, my cousins were there. Like they should have kicked in the door. Right. Again, perspective, like they're just kids too, you know, teenagers, what were they going to do? Right. So while I'm withdrawing, you know, she's banging the fucking neighbor. Ultimately, she wasn't coming to check on me. She was coming to make sure that I wasn't going to disrupt what was about to happen and make sure that all her fuck parts are in good shape so that she can go do the deed and take the kill shot on me. Because I tell you, 
you ever want to destroy a man from his very fabric, you take his security in a relationship and you take the relationships he has with a family that he trusts and then you take his sobriety and you crunch it all up and you absolutely destroy it. So now I've got trust issues with family and, you know, it's just par for the course with relationships. But this was all catalyst to just worse and worse. Why get sober? Why quit dealing? Why, why, why do any of that stuff? I'm a throwaway person. Like I'm, I'm, I'm going to ride this out until the wheels fall off. So my relationships with people, my relationships with family, my relationships with girls, you know, dating, as you can tell, never really worked out. You know, I, I tell my kids now, you know, when they're complaining to me, you know, is it everybody or is it you? Because usually if one person is saying everybody's picking on me, well, have you taken a minute to do inventory inward and see if maybe it's your perspective that is wrong here? You know, now, mind you, I'm not talking about bullying or nothing like that. I'm, I, uh, that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying, you know, sometimes you got to take inventory inside. And that's what I was convinced. Oh, it must be me. I, I must deserve this. This is the life I lead. You know, nobody wants me. So I'm just going to take whatever I can get and uh, I'm going to do the best I can with it. And now I'm just going to throttle down because what I learned in all of these let's say horrible scenarios, if I just control the narrative, then you can't hurt me. If I mold you to be exactly what I expect of you, then the outcome isn't a surprise to me. You're not going to hurt me because I've conditioned your reality, at least in my presence, I've conditioned it to what I need it to be because I can't go through that again. This is the kind of hurt that changes people fundamentally, like your DNA twists the other way when you get this kind of hurt. And this is what winds up happening. You know, like I, I regret not being a better friend to my boys. Like how come I couldn't have encouraged them to get better jobs? Like let's, let's go to school. Like, nah, let's do dope and let's sell dope and not work and party full time and have the biggest parties in town and have nice cars and disappear in the middle of the night to Vegas for a 48 hour bender. And, you know, who cares if we lose money? And, and, you know, the, the reality is I could have been better. I could have been a better son. I could have been a better friend. I'm guessing I could have been a better boyfriend. I, I don't really know. I know I tried really hard in the beginning with relationships, but that got knocked out of me. Let me sidestep here for a second. I, I, I want to be real clear about something. I never got into a relationship or I never, and I'm using air quotes here, hooked up with any girl that I wouldn't have dated. I, I wasn't built that way. What I did do was I, I, I stopped denying the rumors, the optics, you know, were good for business. Um, and, and I realized that that hurt some people. I, I, I accept what that has done. So, you know, I accept the blame where it's due for sure. But, you know, I, I needed to take a minute and humanize myself and let everybody know, yeah, there's crazy coming. I can assure you my ability to humanize myself, the opportunities are going to be far and few between here. 
I hope that telling my stories doesn't anger any of my family if they listen. I, I, I hope that if it reaches the ear of anybody that's part of these stories, they understand that I'm just telling my perspective of a story. I, I want to say something. If, if, if you've ever made somebody feel like they're a throwaway, shame on you. Do, do better. Be better. Take into consideration that there's something about you that this person adores. Everybody's got that somebody, you know, careful how you treat people. And I know that that's easy to say in hindsight, right? Like I'm, I'm years outside of all of this bullshit and I've got a different perspective, but don't let yourself treat somebody like a throwaway person. I'm not a throwaway person. You're not a throwaway person. And if anybody's made you feel that way, just know the likelihood is they didn't mean it. And they didn't even understand what your needs were. Don't treat people like throwaways. Nobody's a throwaway. Be better. Do better. As we listen to these stories, I, I hope we get some laughs. You know, I was just sitting the other day and I, I realized I started this whole thing off talking about uh, this is like uh, Breaking Bad meets Forrest Gump. And the reality is, and it hit me hard, dude, this is like a dope version of Joe Dirt. And now that I've told you that, keep that in mind, because as these stories come up and and you find out just how crazy this is, I'll I'll, I'll leave you with a with a with a real crazy one. So after that girl, my freshman year, when I was 14, whatever, after she lost her virginity to that guy, Chris, I came back to school. I found out uh, at the time I started hanging around with a whole bunch of the Crips in Modesto. And my boy Jinx was on the bus with me going to school. And I was like, Hey, that's that dude. Jinx gets off the bus. He beats the shit out of this dude. My locker mate winds up snitching me out because I had bullets in my locker because I'll be honest, I was thinking about shooting that dude. So I get asked to leave the school. Bullets at the time weren't that scary. There was no gun at the time. Jinx gets away. But it, it was years later that that Davis High School comes back up. So... All of this happened to Davis. I got asked to leave there. I went to the next school and the next school and the next school and uh, down the road. And we'll get to how I got there. But I'm, I'm working with this guy. His name's Raul. Fantastic guy. But I'm dialing his number one day because we're supposed to hang out. And uh, this guy keeps answering. He said, hello. I said, hey, Raul. He's like, nah, man, you got the wrong number. And I was like, oh, okay. And I hang up. And uh, I call it again because I swear I got it written right. And he's like, Bro, I, I told you, you got the wrong number. I said, oh, okay. Well, I get a call like four days later, and the feds have contacted my in-laws um, because I, I believe that's where I had called from was their house. And they wanted to know how come we were able to contact Scott Peterson while he was on the run for murdering Lacey Peterson, with whom I went to high school with at Davis High. So now they've got... My name, they know that, that Lacey and I went to high school together. I didn't know her like that. I just know we went to high school together. Scott Peterson's on the run, but he's answering my phone calls. There's got to be some record of, at the time, what, what, what my involvement was. But yeah, it was this whole 
blown out. Like my in-laws immediately like, what did you do? I'm like, what do you mean? What did I do? Like, how are we jumping right to believing I'm part of this? For the record, I, it was just a crazy accident of transposing numbers. But as the example of the, the Joe Dirt effect, uh, this happens a lot. Anyway, I digress. Let me let me get back. Uh, throw away people. They're not real. Don't make them feel that way. Do better. Let's be better. I'm going to get into these stories. I'm going to try to tell them from a perspective. <sighs> try to take a step back and go get back into that mindset because telling them from the outside now, it's it's pretty raw. And I, I don't, I don't want to tell it from there. It's be more entertaining for everyone if I get back in the mindset. So... With any luck, I'll see you next episode. I am Jason Farias, and this is my Madness Method. You guys take care out there.